On this episode, John and I have Coach Josh Bryant on the show. This is our last, last, last episode of uh, season one of the Faded Golf Podcast. We are excited to kind of wrap up the season. The PGA golf season has ended, and so we're kind of wrapping up. Well, I guess the PGA golf season has just begun for the next season, but we are wrapping up our season, and we hope you enjoy our wrap-up of the year. We've had a great time. We really, truly appreciate everybody for listening, and uh, hope you enjoy this set. Thanks. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 36 of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. I am here, as always, with Mr. John Falkenberg. John, hello. How are you today? I'm good, sir. How are you? Um, fantastic. We have in studio. <laughs> not not remotely, but in studio. No landscaping tonight, boy. That's right. Coach. The coach. The coach, Josh Bryan. Thanks for having me. Oh, again. and we're we're apparently fucking skipping out a little bit here. Anyway, we're having some audio difficulties. I'm hoping that works out. Um, according to this, it is sounding good, but for some reason our earphones are uh, kind of being a little bit sketchy. So we'll figure that out. Um, at any rate, um, I hope everybody's had a, a great summer playing golf. Um, that that's really the the point of this episode. We are trying to round out in this episode. The uh, episode 36 is going to be the last episode of season one of the Faded Golf Podcast. Hey. So um, let's celebrate that for just one moment. Golf clap. Season okay. coming Golf to clap. I can't believe this. We've done it for a year. It's crazy. So, um, you when know, John, was your first one? What so, was the so John and I, um, late last year, uh, toward the end of the golf season, we were hanging out on my back Are those porch. Sambas? Are you wearing? I just took a picture of Mark. I'm going to post on the uh, faded Instagram. They are Adidas like slides. I mean, yeah, those are old school. And you got your, you got a shitty shirt on and a shitty hat and a shitty mug. I do have a shitty mug and a shitty hat because um, I'm rooting for the Cubs, but they suck right now. Anyway, um, so uh, we were sitting on your back porch. We're sitting on my back porch, and we were talking golf. We were watching about. We were watching like golf, whatever it was, and I think it was. It was after the tour championship, and or maybe it was around that time, and uh, we'd already planned to go to the Ryder Cup. And I said, "Hey, you know what? This whole conversation tonight. What if we recorded this shit?" And he's like, "Okay." And so I had been doing this marketing podcast, and I've been doing marketing vlogs and other stuff. So it wasn't necessarily totally foreign to me to be able to jump out and do something like this and i said hey we're gonna figure this out we're gonna do this and we're gonna start recording the week before we go to paris and then we'll do we'll just kind of go from there and so our first show was the week before we left for the Ryder cup which would have been i think essentially this yeah. week or yeah, last week exactly and um, we did a show over in Paris, didn't we? And then we did a show in Paris where we talked about our experience there at the Ryder yep. Cup, and and I I will tell you that it was it was a lot rougher than it is now. We didn't have the equipment that we had. We were doing it basically via like a, an iPhone, you know, like um, or or an iPad or whatever it was. And I mean, in Paris, it was probably legit because we were kind of remote. I wasn't going to lug our microphones yeah. and our gear and stuff that we have. But once we got back and we kind of started doing this, we realized, Hey, maybe we need to up our game. 
Um, we'll have to see uh, what we can do. And our goal has been all along to talk about just golf and like the 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 average Joe that plays golf. And I, I feel like we accomplished that this well, year. I, I, I think like we, we did. But that. I want to ask our most loyal follower, Mister yeah. well, uh, Coach Bryant. And absolutely. I want I want to ask you this: like, how do you think it's progressed over the year? Well, first of all, I didn't know it's the number one fan. Thank you. <laughs> Good. And a, and the most teacher. frequent visitor. Most frequent visitor. I was going to say, yeah. and the most frequent. I guest. love it. But it's probably going to just become more frequent. He just, we just yeah. need to make a staple. Yeah. He's well, well, kind of like Bob and Tom. You know, they they got like the. It's, you know, it's, it's he could be the, our chick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're our chick, McGee. A lot to live up to there, boys. That is. That's a ton. That is. No, I I think you guys. I've listened to every episode, and the. First of all, the sound quality has been, um, I mean, from 1 to 36 has been really good. <laughs> the uh, the improvement, I would say, after you guys got back, no doubt. You have accomplished your goal. I, I think that, that the points that you guys have brought up for the everyday guy out here at the club or just playing golf here in Indiana or wherever wherever the listeners are playing, like, you know, equipment, a lot, uh, lot of really good discussion around equipment. I love the buy-sell at the beginning of the year. I'd love to, you know. We need to continue I, that. I, I, I think that that was, I mean, well, that's a couple be, of you guys. That's going to be yeah. something that I want, I want to talk about as we as get a little bit into the show two, here. Yeah. Well, as we get or into some the of show. Or some of your stuff, yes. Yeah, so I want, I want to talk about, up. you know, like what, what do we keep? What do we, yeah. what do we, it's basically a buy-sell on the, the, okay. on the season on of the what season? we're doing, right? I'll, I'll save that for that. Yeah. So, you know, just to answer John's question, I think that, um, you know, through, um, you know, through some of the learnings that you guys have had, like, the um, the fact the commitment to the um, to the guest and and to the content's been really good. So I think you've accomplished your goal on that. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we I think when you start anything, whether it's a business, podcast, entertainment, show, whatever, um, I think it all starts with a concept. It all starts with obviously an idea, and you hope that uh, there's going to be some niche of mm-hmm. people that appreciate that. And and we. Um, what we found, I think, over the last year is that um, there's potential. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think there, there's been some successes. I think there's been some failures. And I, lo- I, I love successes and failures for the reason that I was kind of saying before, which was um, we're learning something along the way and we were going to try something. And, and that's been fun. And uh, I think John, um, in particular, has begun I, I will tell you right now that I think his evolution as somebody who can speak to a microphone has been actually one of the basic, biggest successes of this show. I will tell you that on in, in no, I'm dead serious. In episode one, two, three, um, like you have taken it to another level. Like again, and this goes back to me, I've had some experience in like doing stupid shit because I did the marketing stuff or whatever. This was like new ground for you. And your evolution in this space, I think, is is totally come full circle. You are so much more comfortable in the mic, and that's that's great as well. And I think our banter has improved over each episode as well because of your you're becoming more comfortable with probably the format. And uh, and I think to me, if we're if we're gonna hang our hat on anything, um, I think it's that we've evolved. Like as, as improved, a, correct? Absolutely, we've improved and we've evolved. And I think that uh, you know, you look at us versus the barstool sports guys, for example. Those guys suck ass. 
They're absolutely terrible. I would never listen to them. I can barely even listen to the guys who do the football coverage mm-hmm. every week. And they're but they and have they, great, great Instagram posts though. Their Instagram but no, posts but, are fantastic. Time out. No, no. I'm, general barstool, yes. But the the part of my take, guys. Oh, for they're example, terrible. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're right. totally doing a parody of Chris Berman, and then you you kind of suck when you talk, mm-hmm. and it's awful. And then the golf guys have to be the biggest douchebags ever, like ever. And I'm like, how can we make sure that those guys don't get any more coverage than no laying up? It's almost, here's what I want to take away. This is, this is our mission moving forward. I want to take away the, the barstool golf foreplay fucking audience that is listening to them for no reason you can still listen to No Laying Up because those guys, they, they do They're a good. great job. Who's, the other, who's the other podcast? The Sleaze and... Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? The Sleaze and... I forget the other guy's name, but they're a good podcast. I listen to them serious. They're awesome. Well, they're, hey, and they get the good guests. Here's the thing: people have uh, gotten better, much better at podcasting and mm-hmm. doing what they do, and that and that's been great. I love the evolution of the podcast. What I'm telling you though is that a brand name only gets you so far, and I I, I truly believe we will continue to do what we do and drip drip drip. Um, we are not trying to be no laying up. We're not trying to be barstool by any means, uh, but we are definitely trying to offer some type of niche uh, content to an audience that uh, can appreciate, what, I guess, essentially what we're doing versus some douchebags that are just riding something else. Right. Um, and again, this is no discount to no one laying up. You are not put into any of this category but there are plenty of people that are out there that are not uh, providing, in, in my opinion, the quality content. And you can bash the shit out of us all you want, and I will own it if you think the whatever we're doing is garbage. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we talk good stuff about pro golf. I think we talk about good good stuff about amateur golf, and we have some interesting things it, in between. And we're not gonna, you know, talk like Mark's talking. That off. This is a yearly. It's our first year in, so we're kind of yeah. you know celebrating this a little bit and hanging yep. out. So you're not going to hear us like say, "Hey, let's like how what we did so well right. or what we fucked." Ah. So critiquing is good. We love it. We love it. I we think, learn from our failures. I think as a listener, I mean, the one thing that you want on anything, you, any podcast, like I know that if I tune into you guys, I'm going to hear a snippet about whatever's going on in the pro game, which I know is your goal. And I know I'm going to hear something related to amateur golf. You know, obviously, I know many of the people in some of the events that you're talking about locally. Um, so that's obviously of interest. But I know I'm going to hear that. I'm going to hear a little bit about a tequila or a bourbon or something, you know what I mean, at the end. Um, so, no, I, I think that, I mean, those goals are being met. I mean, and that's what you, I mean, that's your brand. We're the and, average and how you, Joe yeah. podcast. Right. The well, we're, we're not, and, and, you're and the, by, and you're by the, the way, we're single digit. We're not, we're not trying to sell <laughs> not out. Not quite the scratch, but you're the mid we're not single tr- digit. He's podcast. a scratch now. He is, man. Mark, Mark, we'll get to him in a second. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, the, uh, I will say though, like, we're also not trying to sell out to Callaway. Yeah. Um, we're not trying to sell out to Vice Golf or anybody else like that. Um, we appreciate all the equipment, but we Snell, get, we're, uh, up for, uh, we're, uh, for, we're up for sale. Uh, Snell. Uh, Snell. <laughs> Snell. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think, but here's, but here's the thing. Like we're, we are, um, 
we we'd love to talk to those people, yeah. but we're not we're not going to do it just to make a buck, and yeah. we're also not going to go and throw some ads in. Um, you know, we've been powered by fanatics this year, and and the only reason we've been powered by fanatics, and uh, I'm going to be completely transparent on this, is that our good friend that lives in the neighborhood uh, is a, a marketing director at Fanatics, and we started talking about the podcast, and we said, hey. Do you want to power this? And he's like, "Yeah, we'll throw you a bone." And he's given us the promo code that we've thrown out to our our, yeah. our listeners. And I know a few of you have taken advantage of that. And it's been it's been all about the listeners. Yeah. It's not been about we we haven't made a penny by the right. way off of fanatics. I have made zero dollars. John has made zero dollars off fanatics. The only people that have benefited from fanatics are the people that are listening to this that maybe bought something right. off Fanatics. So I want to make that clear out of the gate, is that we made that partnership not because we're trying to make money off of this show and do anything um, that, uh, that, that compromises what we're trying to do, but we made it as a, hey, we want to figure out how can we give to something. Because right. really at the, at the core of this and why John were like, why are we going to record this? Is so that we hope that somebody listens to it and maybe learns something from it, benefits from it, yeah. uh, thinks about something, maybe pings us and asks us a question. I want to get loaded off of it. Like, if we hey. could do this shit, and I, well, <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I, I love some Mark's side, project. There's Mark some is side an benefits. angel. There's some, there's some side benefits to this, there's by the way. There's quite the divide in the room, <laughs> listeners. Quite um, the divide. The, the side benefits. The side benefits, and we've told, I mean, I don't know how often, John, you and I have gone into a conversation, and like we talked about, hey, yeah, we do this podcast, and people are like, why do you do it? And we're like, it's our bowling night. And, and it yeah. literally has become essentially our bowling night. And you know, I think guys need the escape. Um, guys need an opportunity to get together, yep. talk the shit that they like are passionate about, their hobbies or whatever it is, and this is what this has become. Do you know and much, why? Do you coach, know what the wives would learn if they listen to the podcast? And they won't fucking listen to it. No way. Sherry's listened to it like twice, and she's like, whatever. But they just listen to this right here. They'd be like, oh, oh. they won't. They have more ammo against us, like to talk shit. Oh, true. But they would like get an insight to our world yeah. a little bit more. I 100% agree to that. But what it, what it's done is it's taking guys like Josh and guys like Michael Hart and you know uh, other people that we've had on the show, and it's got them. I hope. Uh, more interested in the game from a different level um, and thinking about the game, discussing the game, talking about it. Um, ideally, hopefully what we've done with like, I mean, Dave Durham, I mean, I can't, can't thank him enough for obviously his contributions to the show in, in controversy. How's, how's DD doing? Didn't you, weren't you out with him? I played, I played with him last Friday. Yeah. Dave. How Dave, do you play? Um, pretty good. He shot probably like about 80 ish, eight, oh, no, maybe 78. He actually played really well. Um, but we sucked as a team because I shot 78, I think too. So, uh, it's you like my worst. Went, you went to a different course. Yeah. You know, Dave has an incredible radio voice, by the way. Oh, he, I mean, he is just—he's one of those guys. You know, he came, he just got back from Ireland, so he's pretty proud about mm. his trip to Ireland, and he—he's got great stories to tell. And it's probably another. How was that trip? We got to get him on there. But how so was he was that? he was on he was in Northern Ireland, and uh, they did the whole old head and mm. all the yep. northern I like coastal courses mm. where you're like overlooking the goddamn ocean the whole freaking time. How do you say said, that trip rated like? 
That he so they're gonna do like the South Ireland thing I think next time or whatever. But it, <laughs> like he, next week, yeah, next two years I think he said. So um, no, it, it it was right up there with his top trips of all time. And you know, two years ago they went to they did the whole Scotland thing. So they did the old course and the all those you know the British right. Open yeah. kind of clubs and stuff like that. And he had a great time. He said this blew that away really? mainly because the views. I mean, every apparently every view on Old Head is like jaw dropping so um it's the die course just prettier <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit well we i would like to yeah um so anyway but yeah shout out to dave uh we've really appreciated i'd love to obviously any again. of the guests that we've had on the show mm-hmm. and i think that that has helped us progress as well because we get some different perspectives why don't we, why don't we get derm us uh, us four and go play uh meridian hills that's what we should go do yeah. Um, Durham, if you're listening, which you probably will eventually, maybe, um, and I'll text you if you haven't, yeah. but yeah, we'll, we'll have to get out to Meridian. That'd be fun. Love Meridian. Um, uh, let's, let's touch, let's, so off of just rambling the first 15 minutes of whatever this show has been for the first year, um, I would like to kind of wrap up the, uh, the PGA tour season. Cause as you said, Josh, we do like to touch on that a little bit. Um, wanted to get into, so we have a, uh, a, you know our tour champion Rory McIlroy uh, wins player the, of the year too. Player, of the, well, he also gets player of the year. Wins the FedEx, um, wins the FedEx Cup, wins the Tour Championship, gets player of the year. Do you guys think he was deserving of that? Yeah, I'm nodding my head yes too. I think you got two two in agreement over here. I mean, I, Brooks obviously had a good run in the majors, but I mean. The events Rory won, I mean, and the way that he finished out the year, I mean, he's he was the best player, hands down, I think. Year in, for, yeah, sure. for sure. Bring it home. I mean, I still... And the Players' Champion. I mean, he won the Players' Championship, which is mm-hmm. arguably the toughest event to win every year because it's got the best field. I agree. Next to the match play. Next, next to the WC. Next to the match play, yeah. Yeah, match play. But, you know, I, and I think every one of us... I think that's league. the toughest tournament yeah. to win every year. The match play? The match yeah. play, yeah. I think. Side note: I listened to that podcast again, and I realized how bad I am at picking that. I picked. I don't even think I got one guy into. The- <laughs> Can't wait to do that in the upcoming year here. Yeah, oh that'd be great. Gosh. See Wu Kim. I remember I was yeah, all in. See Wu Kim. Dude, like, Dude Wu Kim's doing the whole fucking thing. Let's lost, go. He lost nine and eight three times. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, I, I put more emphasis on major championships. I just do. We all do. We've yeah. all agreed, but. Rory deserved it because the way that he ended the year the last three months, like he was, he was incredible. Well, he also has the prettiest swing. So like you can't, like it's, it's hard to not just continually watch a video as I flip through my Instagram feed. And it's, it's, I would, I would tell you that like every third flip is like a Rory or a tiger video, like, and they alternate and he, um, I don't understand how he hits it the way he does as little as he is. He's little. So there was actually, and I don't know if what who it was, but and I'm gonna have to dig deeper, by the way, but on this one because I thought it was very interesting. But there's a uh, like golf physicist kind of person, and um, he was he was suggesting that um, there's a difference between like pressure and mass. So 
um, or, or there's a factor of pressure and mass, not like a difference, but there's a factor of pressure and mass. And so the little guys, so your Rory's, your Justin Thomas's, essentially, they have to work with pressure, meaning they take that pressure from the ground that they build and they drive lift, right? And they drive force because of the pressure that they're forcing into the ground. Whereas a larger player, such as your uh, Phil Mickelson's, Brooks Kepka's, some of those guys that... They actually create power from mass. They actually don't have to use as much force from the ground. This is very physics based, yeah. right? Obviously. And I was like, it kind of was I like it had me thinking. I'm like, you know what? Because there's like guys like Craig Stadler, for yeah. example, or you I mean um, Craig Stadler. Well, but uh, you yeah. might even say like um like Lee Westwood, for example, bigger, bigger, kind of stockier kind of dude, but he still hits the ball a long way. It's not because of his flexibility or the way he uses force and pressure against the ground. It's about because because he leverages the mass that he already has. Right. Well, so you're saying you basically can be lazier as a bigger golfer. That's so basically it, what that says. It absolutely because he said like Ernie Els, for example, swings just smooth and easy, but that dude's like six four, mm-hmm. and so he leverages the mass he has and the body that he has to create leverage versus the smaller guy who has to create force through. You're much harder, how much, but yes. that's energy and the effort. That Absolutely, takes. and I, I think, I think Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy are more special or players yep. because of how they create that force. It, Spieth is probably in that category too. These, yeah, all the these Tiger, guys, then Tiger was in that category. I mean, because he's what yeah. six. I think, he, I think he was like a mix. He, that, I think there's I think a blend, a, but I think, I think he, he was started a, out as, as pressure and became and became mass. Like, yep. App, yeah. dude, yep. totally, hundred percent, totally. Yep. But I think there's a perfect like equilibrium. Like you know who I think that guy is? It's a uh, Chucky Three Sticks. Like that guy, he's five eleven, six foot. He uses both. Yep. Because he's like one hundred and eighty pounds, yep. one hundred eighty five pounds. Yeah. So he's not small. Yeah. And he he uses the force and mass. I like that that concept. Yeah. It's very. It was a very interesting piece that I kind of like flipped upon and I like stopped on it and I'm yeah. like. Oh, this whoa, this is interesting because it's like like you can get the job done in two different ways. Now, here's and a why, I mean, why I like some golf coaches that coach certain things versus others in that I, I truly believe that there's some golf coaches out there that are trying to get you mm-hmm. or convince you that you need to do things one way versus right. the other when they maybe aren't considering your body type. Right. So what is here's the question. What's better, force or mass? What's going to last longer? I just think like force is going to take more effort. Like it's going to be harder to keep that up. I I, I think that's where I lean against um, the smaller guys out yeah. there. I lean against my the Speeths. I think Justin Thomas will fade as he gets older. You said much Spieth, small. Spieth is like six one. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. I've seen. It. I've been up right next to him. He's taller than me. But he's tiny. No, he's not. I'm dead serious. He's not that small. I was shocked. Like, have you have you been next to him? I've not been next to him. I stood next I would, to him. I was like, I'd, dude, I'd I was like, how what? He doesn't look big. Huh? He, so he's that much bigger than Ricky? I mean, Ricky's he's taller than me. Nine. But he's taller he, than me. And I'm like, I'm right right a shade under six foot. I would I would say Apparently that, he's six one. Oh, there you go. Dude, I saw I was shocked. Number one Jordan. fan over here. I, we should not have doubted him. Don't mess yeah, with him. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't Don't have messed. Well, I but he definitely doesn't mass. have he definitely doesn't have mass the even force, at six one. The force still, here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm six by the way, I'm six two and a half, roughly yep. almost six three. 
do, do you guys look at me and think I have mass? Yeah, you use mass though. You don't I, use force. I would describe I you mean, as having leverage. There's, there's a little, <laughs> there's a little bit more mass yeah. here yep. than there was in the you, beginning of the summer. You, but you think you, about you how far Matt mass. Pate would hit the ball if he was six two. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Well, I mean, he'd be he'd be on the long drive. I mean, it's unbelievable. So I, I, Matt, I, Matt definitely uses he he definitely he leverages his mass. mass. No question. But to stay on the to stay on the topic, I do believe that Rory and Justin, Rory more so than Justin, I think is he's primed for the next injury, and I hope it doesn't happen. No, I hope so too. But it's I mean, you just you get a feel that if there's someone who is going to come down with some back issues, I mean, it just. I mean, dude, it's gonna happen. The drive into it's the ground, go- it's gonna happen. It's gonna I mean, happen. It's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. they, those yeah. guys, you can't keep doing what they're Un- doing. Un- unfortunately, the way those as hard as yep. these guys swing now. Yep. Um, I look at like a a Kepka, for yep. example, and I look at how effortless that mass mm-hmm. throws the club at the ball, yep. and I think there's a a lot of longevity there. Versus you look at a yeah. a Thomas who is just slinging, yep. just slinging at the ball. Thomas. He's already was hurt this year. Thomas, yep. Fowler. I mean, all. I mean, that just. I mean, yep. then you'll have you'll have DJ. DJ will be around forever. And I mean, unless he's suspended because of drugs or anything else. But um, I got the Cubs Cardinals game going. Oh. This is the most important Ooh. thing. You know? yeah, we got a little, Sorry, this yep. this will this will post yep. on yeah. <laughs> on Friday. But uh, Thursday night, um, John is a, a big St. Louis uh, Cardinals fan, and I'm a uh, Cubby fan. And uh, For the listeners out a, there, we've got Cardinals shorts on one guy and Cubs shirt and hat on the other. Yeah. So I'm, so I'm sitting in the middle just trying to. Just, there's, yep. there's, uh, there's, there's an important series that's going on right now. So anyway, wow. that, sorry, for, sorry for the distraction. Um, back to golf. Um, so the season end, I, I, I would agree with you guys. I think Rory was at least at the end of the season player of the year. Um, he, he clearly kind of pulled it all together. And I think he also capped it with how he started the year with the players championship. And if you kind of take those bookends, um, to me, like it it was kind of an easy decision. Uh, however, I think Brooks has been so consistent, um, that I, I do think he was, part of the conversation and, and deservedly so a, a solid like second runner up um, to that. And, and in some circles I could, I could totally see yeah. if somebody picked him to win it, I could totally see that too. I mean, so. if you're a player voting on it and you're a guy that, uh, you know, Brooks ran over, if you're Justin Rose, you're like Brooks, Brooks, he's the player of the year. Yeah. I mean, if you're Justin Rose, I'm Justin Rose and I finished behind Brooks Kepu in all majors. I mean, that's, that's who I am, but so, yeah. Well, so, so last year, you know, it is it is a player of the year. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I think me and you feel like what what you do for me lately because yeah. you know we're well. The, we're the hard guys. part, right. the yeah. hard well, the hard part is is you look at like a Kepka and he had the most FedEx points going into the playoffs. Right. So you look at that like he had earned the throughout right, yeah. the year. He, he had essentially MVP. earned more points than Rory. And like, but like, you you end up making the decision on Rory yeah. based on like 
lately. It's lately, man. That's the problem. You can't. It's so hard to vote for the player of the year. So you do feel like the player of the year, like the like other leagues, like the player of the year should be voted on at the end of the Wyndham Championship or whatever the last event is? Maybe. Is that's that a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You vote on that before the playoffs, yeah. and I think Brooks actually wins Yeah, it. he would have won. 100%. No, no yeah. It's kind of no like, question. who's the player of the year at Chatham? The guy who you know dropped three handicap strokes oh. from like a three to a zero or the guy who went from eight to a five, who do you pick? Oh. <laughs> Even though he's gone on to the final. I would choose like, eight to five. Eight to five. I'll take it's an eight a, to five. Hard. All all hard. Eight hard. to five all or day. three to zero. We both dropped That's, three strokes and our handicaps. I know you've moved on further in the season-long match play. Like that's, it's a tough choice, though. Is it harder to go from a three to a zero or an eight to a five? Ooh, that's. I would. I don't know. I think going from three to zero is a little bit harder. I do. I do. I think. It, I think it's tough. The um, the amount of birdies that you need to make to go from three to zero is a little bit tougher than going from eight to five. You can just kind of scrape it around and go to eight to five. So player of the year. Player of the year would be Matt Pate. Be Matt Pate. Right. <laughs> Matt Pate. <laughs> because right. yeah. he, sh- he shot 66 twice. Twice. Yep. He continues to be a just yep. dominant player at the club. Dominant force. And, and, also, and, and also he has the lowest handicap uh, yeah. uh, at the club as well. Yeah. So He's going to win no, no, two Matt, of the three biggest like, events. I, yeah. I like to make an argument for myself, but at the end yeah. of the day, the it's guy Matt. has been dominant this yep. year. He's won a ton of golf, and yep. uh, he's earned it yeah. for sure. If I'm going to You're the that. Justin Rose to Brooks Kepka in this. Oh, in this yeah. God damn it. It's okay. <laughs> Justin Rose, is, he has a nice little life. He's got a pretty wife. I'm sure I do have a pretty happy. wife. Yeah, I, I do mean, have a pretty very, wife. Yeah, so that's she. She may not. She might. Not, she might be like recognize yeah. that I tell her that <laughs> as much as I should. But hey, guess what? This is going to be live and recorded forever. I do have a pretty yeah. wife. Yeah. Um. So from from that. Okay. So hey, by the way, that season is over, which is weird. Did you guys no. think it's weird that the PGA season like ends like right before the NFL season starts? <laughs> it's kind of like this weird fall. Yeah. Like, why not just end it in December or whatever it is? And I get it probably because of where they're playing golf yep. because it's in the United States. And, but they end, and I because don't, football I, dominates Sundays and they're, they're trying I, to, I, yep. But I do think it's up. weird that they have, like, their, their season yeah. ends. But yet they're in, where, where are they this week? The Sanderson Farms this week. Last week was the Greenbrier. Greenbrier. And I'm yeah. like. What they is like this? hop right back. What is on it like, there? Texas and Florida, or yeah. where, where are uh, they? Greenbriars, West Virginia, and West Virginia. Sanderson Farms. It's is that usually East Coast too, right? East Coast uh, stuff. Last yeah. year it was at um, it was at uh, Johnny Miller's place or something. Then mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things I just can't get excited. And I, then I know they do take a couple weeks off mm-hmm. around the holidays and some things like that. Apparently, there's going to be some now. Um, skins, skins game, game in I saw Japan that today. Did yeah. you guys see that? Tadeki, Jason, so, Rory, and Tiger. Is yes, that it? yeah. I, which I think will be kind of fun, um, mainly because I think uh, Jason and Tiger suck, yeah. and I think Hideki, um will just fucking kill them all. And there will be so many Japanese yeah. people watching. I, they will. I think he will slaughter and yeah. win every fucking skin. I think Jason Day is like I don't even know why he's part of it. Actually, I think it's basically Rory and Hideki. Yeah, they're the only two that matter in this whole thing. That could be. 
I mean, it, it, Tiger, so Jason's probably playing because that's Tiger's favorite guy to play with. Sure. So they were like, Tiger, we want you in because it's going to get Who us do you another play with? Who do you want to play with? We all want Jason. Yeah. And right. they knew yeah. they were going to pick Hideki because yeah. it's like an Asian event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, who's the player of the year? Yeah. Oh, let's invite Rory. So, okay. so my question to you two is, will you watch it? Um, it's it, it falls right in there with me with the match. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, I'm interested and I'll watch it. And 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 come the event, like if I'm available and I don't have like some other obligation, I'll totally okay. watch it. I'll totally but like it there it's not hard for like a kid event right. or like some family yeah, thing to come up on. and maybe like I'm good, I yeah. don't need to watch but if I am available and I have nothing it. better to do, I'll totally watch it. So last Sunday were you watching Solheim Cup? I mean, as much golf as you guys love. I mean, I know I'm flipping the subject, but LPGA Solheim Cup. I, I'm not Did, familiar. I watch I'm a, not familiar. <laughs> okay, apparently not. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. And they say Susan, it's like the best finish in golf. Susan Patterson, you know, the, the comeback. Who's and that? Makes I'm, the putt and sure retires. You know? I, yeah, I mean, oh, she, like, it was pretty well, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I watched some of I just didn't watch. Was it yeah. how, what was relevant? I'm not yeah. really sure. <laughs> I'm I'm not following. <laughs> Are you speaking a different language yeah, now? That's I'm apparently. still not. Talk about cricket. Yeah. What right is now. what is yeah. Solheim? I, that, yeah. Oh, I'm not really sure what that is. It's is that a French thing? person that cured Game cancer? I think up. is what it is. Game's yeah. tied yep. up. Three runs. Three runs in one inning. Cardinals just gave up. Unbelievable. That's pretty amazing. Long live Suzanne Patterson. Who um, was no, terrible. I, here you go. She was terrible here, for two only, days and the, figured it out. The That's only. A gamer. The she, only thing I saw, yeah. the only yep. thing I saw, was her making that putt mm. to win, and and then announcing the retirement thing. And um, here's the thing, and this is, uh, hey, you call me sexist, whatever. Yep. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, women's golf is not interesting, um, and it's 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 not that they aren't tremendous at what they do. It's yep. not. Like I will give them all. They will whoop my ass on a golf course. They will whoop my ass, mm-hmm. but they are still not as good as the men uh, because they don't hit it as far and they don't play as challenging of courses. Yep. And it's just, it's a more boring brand of golf. And uh, I respect all day long. Of all women's sports, though, I can watch women's golf. Me too. That's uh, the one thing I can watch. I'll watch women's tennis before I'll watch you women's will? golf. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 um, I, but, and that's I a sidebar. But, like, that, yep. I, but usually when you're watching the ones that are winning, they're. Kind of like dudes in tennis. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Yep. But my my point is, I, I that's great. But yep. nobody's recording that. Nobody's waking up early to go see that in Europe. And um, I, I I kind of you know feel bad for the situation. Um, in that I realize that they're trying to compare themselves to other women's sports and feel like they should get paid more money yeah. and whatever else. And it's it's an uphill battle. It's mm-hmm. really just an uphill battle and. Um, because I, I can just tell you as a consumer, and th- that, that's my only perspective on this. It's actually not yeah. even a sexist, sexist opinion. It's more of a consumer opinion um, as a marketer and whatever I do professionally is that, uh, um, you know, it's just not that interesting. And and even like, and I'll, hey, here, here's my comparison. The NFL has become less interesting to me. We go through cycles of what mm-hmm. interests us, right? Like, the 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 factor of Netflix and the factor of 
all the other distractions that we have and the factor that we can go out and play golf on our own and the factor that that we can pull up our phone and play Candy Crush all fucking afternoon if we wanted to. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know right. what I'm saying? Like there are so many other things that we could do that they don't they just don't provide the entertainment value yeah. and to, to I will even say this, I don't even think the men provide the same entertainment value that they provided maybe five years ago. Yeah. Because we're all challenged with different things coming at us that could grab our attention. Yeah. And so um, for anybody to demand more money because they've worked as hard as they have or whatever they've had, I don't care if you're a freaking UFC fighter that is kind of probably at the peak of what that is right now. UFC mm -hmm. fighting is about at the peak, I think, of what it is right now. That shit's going to die off, too. It's a fucking fad. Mm -hmm. And women's golf has already died. Men's golf is on the downspin. The NFL is probably on the downspin. The fact that we're even interested in baseball is very interesting to me right now. Yeah, but it's the reason that's always going to be relevant is because of certain events that are special. Mm-hmm. And it's the majors. It's the World Series. It's yeah. the Super Bowl. You can't have I, have, so I like I talk, have I talked about the Cubs in the last six months, John? No, but now they're no, just but I have, a, I have a fucking shirt on and a hat on, and I showed up just to, honestly to fucking spite your ass. <laughs> but but the point is, is that like yes, people get interested yep. when it's important. And the Solheim isn't important. Do you, can you, and the, you, yeah, by the way, and uh, you know, I'm going to totally transition to a men's event. That isn't important do you, either. Do you know what 11... The President's are? Cup is not fucking important, and nobody cares about it. Do you know what 11 you minus are, 3 is? Uh, Seven-ish? <laughs> <laughs> There's 11 of those flags flying in St. Louis. I know. And you know what? They The two, one, like 1907, did they have like pictures then? Like when Cubs won back then? Sorry, no. we didn't mean to skip up. But President's no. Cup is terrible. There's, it's irrelevant. Has, so it, has, it, has the United States ever lost the President's so, Cup? I don't think so. That's that's where no, my I think they lost once. That's so that's my comparison and why the Solheim yeah. Cup doesn't even matter. And it has it's not even a sexist thing. It's it's all about attention. And you know I'm a marketer. We John, you know Gary V and whatever else. And all we're doing is we're all fighting for attention. So anything we do, any business you're in, you're fighting for somebody's attention. If you need something, if you need a product, you need a service, you need whatever it is, there's plenty of people that could cater to that. Mm -hmm. You're fighting for attention. John's fighting for people's attention so he can sell freaking loans. I'm fighting for people's attention so they might select my apartments over somebody else. That's what we are doing. And the PGA, the LPGA, whatever, they're fighting for attention and they're trying to come up with some type of like tournament or whatever it is to stir up some yep. type of excitement yep. and, and a storyline. Absolutely. Yep. And the problem has become is that it's not about the media company necessarily always that is driving the story as much as it is about actually the consumer. And I think that's where the Ryder Cup has started to dominate compared to the President's mm -hmm. Cup, for example. Um, because the consumer has become more passionate about it than even the media company that can promote it. Right. And people are like, I want to show up to this. I want to see Ian Poulter be an asshole. Yeah, I want to see party. Roy yeah. McElroy get fucking pumped up. Mm -hmm. I want to see... I, God damn it. I, I want to see Jordan Spieth and Justin and, Thomas win some shit. Patrick right? Reed, yeah. I want to see pa Captain frickin' America 
do whatever he does. And you know what? And that's why who, that's that's why who went to the Ryder Cup. And, and, we wanted right. to see it and, so bad. And God bless it. I really want to see Phil Mickelson play well, but he's old now. <laughs> you know, like like don't pick him. And yeah. and and here's my thing. Like, we, is I've he already, playing on the Presidents Cup? I've no, he's Phil's not qualified. Not. No, but I've I've heard the rumors that Tiger might pick himself to play no, on the Presidents Cup. It's happened. Yeah, I've heard this. He hasn't officially said it. I don't think. No, he's it, the only he, thing he said is playing. The only thing he yeah he crossed off captain and put playing captain or something. But here's like where that, he yeah. wins in this. He gets it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's paying him to do that. By yeah. the way, totally. This has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with whether or not he's the most qualified guy to play in that tournament. This has to do with the story and the narrative. That is created by the players and the fans, not the media. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually important that he plays in it because there's more of a storyline yeah. and it creates more interest. And I also think it's important that he picks the most dramatic players as his other pack, uh, captain's picks. And I, I'm trying to think uh, who's on the cut line. It might be... Um, there's really nobody dramatic, I guess, that's on the cut line there. But maybe Kucher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you go ahead, pick him because he's probably going to create a whole like you know island in the sand as he goes to hit bunker shots and stuff because you know apparently those are loose impediments now. Um, but uh, that was the best. Did you see when he did that? CPG film of all time. Uh oh. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah, fucking Cardinals solo home run. Okay. Well, they fucking gave up a three-run lead in the ninth. Uh oh. Yeah. Little old Matt Carpenter with no batting gloves on. Yeah, what are you going to do? Um, at any rate, uh, we're 40 minutes in, and we're going to keep talking about golf. And not I'm sorry. Baseball. I'm getting distracted. <laughs> well, hey. Um, hey. So move, just on. move on to one other thing. Yes. I don't know. You want to talk about some equipment? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, this has been a good topic. I like that we're doing I, a year-end Kind of like just whole roundabout of what we've done. What would you say the highlight of the year on? Because I want to just touch a little bit on equipment. Like, what would you say about the whole year about equipment? Would be about the ball, yeah, a club. I think I've heard more about the ball this year. Yeah, than Kirkland, in, Kirkland golf ball highlight. It came year. back. No, you fucking stupid. You, you, you I've heard, you've touted like Mr. Ever, Kirkland glove over here might 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 have an opinion. Did you have a fucking Kirkland glove hey. all the time? No fucking way. My friends and my warehouse bought me for Father's Day, Magdalena Rosendo Vicente. Love you guys, me familia. <laughs> they Did bought you hear me that? three yeah. Kirkland golf gloves for he Father's Day, that shit. and That's I awesome. wore them. To play. Were they good? It's, Were they oh, good? They're awesome. They're, they're legit. 100%. Here's they're, the thing. Here's the thing joint. about a golf club. Yeah, it's going to wear out there. anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter what brand you yeah. choose. Yeah. Fucking just wear it's that awesome. shit. I love so, it. what would you I say? I when somebody said the Kirkland golf. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you say this year? The biggest like highlight of equipment. Like, What was the thing that stuck out to you the most? I, I think the thing for me, and as I've seen across the tours, and not even me like doing whatever, but even as I tested other equipment, is that the the face of the driver has become so much more forgiving um, over the last probably three to five mm-hmm. seasons that you can hit a toe shot or a heel shot that almost goes as far as a center hit. And that is um, a phenomenon to me. Um, whereas... 
you take a iron and that you hit off the toe or you take an iron that you don't hit really well and it doesn't go anywhere near as far as what you would hit as a toe driver and you could say that same thing for a hybrid or even a three wood uh, the forgiveness of the face of a driver mm-hmm. is the game changer factor over the last three to five seasons but yet you go get a steelhead Callaway today and you hit it the same distance yep that was how old is that thing 15 years that thing was probably at least yeah 15 years old you hit it the same distance. I hit the same. I hit a three wood today, the same distance as my a toe a toe hit driver. Yeah, three wood from fifteen years ago. It was a solid three wood, by yeah. the way. I a think solid but, three wood, same distance as a miss hit driver. But I think the but driver though nowadays three wood today it would have been. I it would be it would have yeah. been interesting to see if I missed the three wood. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the driver the drivers down they if you get off on something. Like it's not as much feel to me, like to fix it. Like still the irons and the other clubs, like I can like feel it so much more. I get off on a driver, I'm just like, yeah, we know you suck <laughs> when you get off on the driver. <laughs> Personal <laughs> issue. You want to go play a thousand dollars right now? I do. I'll kick your ass. You have fucking zero <laughs> chance. That's a bet right now. We'll put that. We'll put that on the. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give me two shots too. Whoa. Bet gauntlet thrown down. Time out. Two shots. I have to give you two shots? You just said you're the scratch. No, I said scratch. Oh, okay. Scratch match here. Okay. What, 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 let me give you two shots. Because you're handicapped. Asshole. You're handicapped. Best player. Oh you're the one that just said. Best player in the room. You did, Mark, Mark Julian. You just said you'll kick my ass. Yeah. So I, put some I fucking would. money behind it. I, I, Let's do it. Yeah, I don't have to give you fucking strokes to kiss your kick your ass. I, let's go back. I think I want to go historical matches between you and I. You beat me all the time. Let's go. Because I have to give you strokes all the time. You don't have to give me because strokes. Because you're the first year you ever done it. I will beat your ass. <laughs> Physically or mentally? <laughs> Pick. <laughs> Player's choice. Throw up a T. <laughs> By the way. The recap. Do you have any? Do you have faded golf tees? Did I, I do. give you some? I absolutely do. Oh my god! Did you have to go? I have a box of a thousand freaking tees in my. You sent me a picture. He, you haven't brought me any. Yeah, he they're gives, in my car. He, gi- he gives me the faded golf tees in our match, <laughs> and I put one down on five. I hit my first draw of the year. I mean, Never. I've hit a draw. In, I mean, in this decade, and I'm like, oh my god, what's on these tees? He's like a little juju on there. I'm telling you what, like I had a draw on, on five and seven, the only two draws I've hit all year with with faded golf tees. So I think there must be the right side of the tees got a little bit of a bump up or something. So but yeah, do, you think tea, nice. do you think tees do anything? No. I've, oh, no. and by the way, they threw in a box yeah. of brush tees oh. with with my uh, order of oh. a thousand uh, wood tees. <laughs> brush so I'm gonna, tees. I'm gonna have to try those out. <laughs> the brush, brush tees. tees. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. The zero restriction. I don't, there, yeah, yeah, I don't like hitting plastic tees. You like it, it feels yeah. different. It probably doesn't affect your shot. The best thing about plastic tees, at least you can. They don't break. I mean, yeah, I know you get to keep. Put them. a couple of them in your b- pocket. And you don't have to. Yeah, but you go to jam up. that in the ground, and it ends up bending sideways, and yep. the ball can't freaking falls off. Whatever. I don't hate that. Shit. <laughs> the it's been so hot and dry right now. You can't get a tee in the ground for anything. It's, it, they've been watering yeah. the shit out of the golf course. Oh. 
I, yeah, yesterday it was like I took some people out. It was sopping wet, and they're like, yeah. "What the fuck is this so wet right. for?" It's like, ninety-seven. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. The green, the greens are firm, but the fairways, yeah. God, I mean, yeah. like I hit a couple drives today, and I'm like, they've like backed up on me. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? How, how much water are they dumping on this thing? I didn't get it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand yeah, it. Whatever. It's Midwest golf, but um, so we, we were off pro golf. We you brought up equipment. Um, I mentioned the driver face. Uh, I, I also think that um, in general, and the, the huge controversy is: do you roll back the ball, or it, you know, has that gotten too long, or is there something else there? And, and my same argument is actually the driver. Um, uh, to me. It's not a ball argument. I think the ball has benefited a lot of players. Um, compared to what we used to play 10, 15, 20 years ago, the ball's more consistent, which is fantastic. Um, it flies more consistent. It, uh, it does cut through the wind and carry a little bit better and roll better, whatever it is, spin better, all those kind of things. But to me, it's that forgiveness of these clubs that has allowed these guys to hit it as far as they do. Um, and, uh, to me, I still think it's a ball issue. I do. I, I just, what, I mean, because what, name any other sport where you can play a different ball. You can't, it's just, it's, 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 it, that part doesn't make sense to me because what, if, what, if, because what, somebody what, has a different hand. But what if, what, what if the, we had these guys play persimmon? What if the pros yeah, here's in in this is where this is like my left field idea. I like that. So here's my left field idea. So in college baseball, little league, whatever, you can play uh ooh, I'm yeah, I'm kicking my thing. Um you can play the ceramic bat, the aluminum bat, whatever the heck it is, right? Um and whatever could possibly pop that thing. Once you get to the pros, wood bat, that's it. And um, you instead of rolling back the ball and saying we got to lengthen these courses so much, what if these guys had hit a, a persimmon driver? What if you had them hit, uh, you know, a steel shaft persimmon driver, and that that's what they had to hit? And it's more of the like leave the ball alone, um, and because the ball is going to cater to everybody who plays golf. Mm-hmm. And the the oversized metal driver is going to cater, of course, to the amateur who's looking to, God, shoot the best score they possibly can because at least they went out on the weekend and tried to break 90, okay? Whatever, or 100, for that matter. Right. And But for the pro, because they've gotten to that elite level and they've, they've become a pro, no different than pro baseball, guess what? You play wood now. I think you have to do both. It, driver and the ball because some balls fly farther they just do less spin they just go farther and they just to me if you want to make it like a equal well, across the board same like wood for that hits the ball and same ball but it'll never happen well, not even chance it's I, I never gonna at, happen. i look at it from a precision perspective in that you and it goes back to my conversation on the face of the driver and how you can miss hit stuff you can't miss hit a persimmon driver that has even even the larger ping ones that were like back in the day. You can't miss hit the those the same way you can miss hit a driver today. You can't. No. Nope. If you go back to even like the the whale, right? The Wilson <laughs> whale 
persimmon driver, which was like the largest persimmon driver. Even if you miss hit that one off the toe a little bit, that thing did not come off right. Right. What did, so, what did it do? I don't. I don't. Even, I didn't play golf then. Like what it, it did? It's what it do. Uh, oh, you you damn you, snap hooks, um, like snap hooks, like really like pop ups because it, the the face just wasn't at one, it wasn't as big, and two, it wasn't as forgiving. So you would have these dramatic misses, and what it actually forced players to do is not swing as hard and swing smoother and slower and whatever it is. So the two hundred seventy yard drive became, or two hundred fifty yard drive became. A normal thing. It became like an average drive. So if you want to shorten courses, don't fuck with the ball. Let it fly however it is. Like, don't give a two. I would hate for these guys to be playing a certain type of ball or whatever. But you you give them a different piece of equipment that they have to swing and force them to swing that. I think it's a little bit different than the ball. Um, and and I think it'd be actually be easier to from a manufacturing perspective as well. I think it's much easier. For them to keep mass producing Pro V ones, and and have these guys hit persimmon drivers, than it is for them to start producing a limited supply of balls for pros and and have them continue to hit them the the particular clubs that they do. You know, we're just talking about like a like a theory. Like this will yeah. never happen. It's no the way. what pushes games golf. change. It's the consumer. No, no, no the different consumer than this. How this want to see the percentage. No, no different than how this games change. It's it's strikeouts and freaking home runs. It's that that is what baseball is now. Why the averages are lower. The Absolutely. Averages. So these guys these guys don't they don't get on base as much yeah. as they used to. It doesn't matter. But these pitchers are throwing faster. Yeah. But They're throwing like the crazier the, pitches yeah. than they've ever done. And it's more about the strikeouts shift, and home runs. The shift has changed baseball. Yeah. Will you agree with that? I agree. The shift has changed everything. They, the way that they line up and they feel these guys now from the percentages like that came up from Moneyball, it's changed everything. It has, and that's why these guys swing for the fences well, now. And the because they're like, yeah. screw it. Right. I can't because because the guys are playing the percentages on where they're most likely going to hit, and they're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go for home runs, and so they all swing out of their shoes now, and these pitchers also then just shoot for corners, and they don't freaking care. Right. Well, and you got, I mean, starting pitcher knows I'm going to be one of the best in the league if I go five and a half, six innings a day. I've, I've got four crazy. more coming in yep. that are going to throw. I'm going to throw a hundred miles an hour for one inning. It's like an all-star game every time they go out it's for half ridiculous. these teams. It yeah. is ridiculous. So, yeah, you don't – I mean, of course you're going to have more strikeouts from starting pitchers if they're not – have to leave anything in the tank for five innings. And that's what, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it, so there's two things that have impacted the game from an equipment standpoint, and I think it is technology. I think it's also knowledge. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about this earlier in one of your – the first time we had you on the show. Uh, coach, is is that we talked about the technology. We yeah. talked about the fact that even kids in high school mm-hmm. are looking at their TrackMan fucking right. stats. Well, every, I mean, you talk about, you know, technology. I mean, getting fitted as an amateur, I mean, the guys fitting you now are so good. I mean, any of us and anybody in this club can go down and get fitted by somebody that just <laughs> 10 years ago, that person didn't even exist. They're, they, I mean, they may have been a club fitter, but they didn't have the knowledge. Yeah. These days, I mean, TaylorMade, Ping, all of the major manufacturers are giving all of the, I mean, 
they've got every head and every shaft and all of the detail needed to fit you into the perfect club every time. And it used to be in the past that maybe somewhere some community had the guy, but the most of the time you just went in, you hit some balls. Oh, that well, felt good. And yep. here's where well, we here, here's the that. thing. And I can just keep with me here for a minute. So, the, the golf industry is getting you to make you feel like you're a better golfer yeah. and like become a better golfer. You can get improved. Well, I got really humbled last week by playing uh, Victoria National where they had the Corn Ferry Tour, mm-hmm. Tour Championship. The condition was basically the same. We played back as far as we could, and it was, still wasn't as far as back where they had the tees for the championship. I realized real quick, like even being, you know, I'm an okay golfer. Two handicap, probably more like a four at most courses because we are handicaps here a little bit lower. But I realized the difference. The guy that won the thing was what twenty three under. I mean, I played pretty good and I shot seventy nine eighty one. Rough was incredibly difficult, and the distance these guys were hitting. I mean, dude, it's it's a whole different level. Equipment or not, like way we're talking about equipment is different than equipment at that level. So I think it makes a bigger difference at that level. It does. I, I So I agree. Make them hit persimmon woods. But I also think you need to make them hit the same ball. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, it would be, it'd be interesting to see a tournament where it's like, look, here's the specification. Outside of if you want the length of the driver to be, I mean, you know, five foot eight versus six foot four. I mean, can maybe a couple modifications, but here's what you get. This is the head. It's 200 cc, and off you go. Yep. It'd be interesting to see. It really would. It'd be interesting to see who the consumer reaction to it. You know what I mean? Like it really would be. Fuck you, John. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Carlos just yeah. took one in the ten. Somebody's a little excited. <laughs> we go four on Chicago, but uh, Milwaukee is still three back. They won today again. <laughs> that was a good outfit you got on, Mark. Like your hat, your mug, and your shirt. Your shoes best too. Yeah, I tried, man. Are we gonna try some booze? I've watched the the uh, the I've watched Cubs three nights in a row now, and they've lost three nights in a fucking row. So I'm gonna basically stop, stop watching, watching them. Yep. Yeah, yep. I think is where I'm gonna be at. Um, one other thing, I think. Uh, thank you guys. By the way, I think the equipment thing is it will continue to be a controversy. I think the PGA Tour. Um, obviously drives a ton of things and uh, really excited to uh, get into the new season, although the President's Cup sucks. Um, so we'll, we'll all start hey, watching. we're talking about we'll, we'll all start watching in January. Um, <laughs> um, um, with that, what, one other thing. From the season, from because this is our last show of season one of the Fade of Golf podcast, what would you guys consider uh, was a highlight um, was maybe you know maybe it's a one or it could be one or two highlight of the season and I'm kind of putting you on the spot to a degree other than I think we kind of mentioned this earlier but um, you know for me I think that um, while you guys think about it a little bit I think anytime we've had a guest it's been a highlight and that that includes uh, Coach Bryant um, includes uh, you know Michael Hart and you know whoever else we've had on the show Dave Durham obviously I mentioned before. Um, where we, we've had a, 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 another voice in, and it, it's been another perspective. I think that's been a highlight for me because um, uh, it's been a lot of fun to, to take this and say, hey, 
We don't know what we're doing with it necessarily 100%, but there's people that have like been like, hey, I'll be part of that. And to me, that's the highlight of yeah. that, is that they're like, because, for example, you have no idea, Coach, what, where we're going with this, but for you to take time out of your day or take time out of your evening or whatever it is to be like, yeah, I'll be part of that, like, that's special to me. Yeah. And to me, that's been kind of the highlight, is that people are willing to take their time out of their day to say, even though I know this is an up-and-coming or whatever it is mm-hmm. <laughs> type of platform, podcast, whatever it is, I appreciate uh, all that. And then, yeah, I think it's been kind of cool. So, John? John, I'll go last. Highlight? Go ahead. Go ahead if you John, know. you got it. Yeah. No, I mean... I I just got I got weepy there for did a get, second. Get, did got, you get some chills? Yeah. No, I I think I attest. That. It's like I like that people like Josh do take interest and come hang out and talk shop, and I, I think it's cool. I think I think I look at like my my highlights are like the individual, the funny parts. Like when we we're just talking shit and just you know going back and forth or banter. I what I remember is like last year when. Josh and I were down in Florida, <laughs> and we did that that podcast. That was awesome. That was so remote, hungry Skype. like a wolf. I mean, it was yeah. just so good, genuine. Like yeah. I like this. Like yeah. you know, look, we're not doing this to try to like go and make money from it. We're just doing it to have fun. Yeah, that's what that's our point. Like this is fun, talking shit, that's good. talking golf. We got a format. We like what we do, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. You know, I, I think from my perspective, I, uh, I'll tell you what my favorite thing about the podcast. And then, you know, honestly, like what you guys are doing, it like we all share like a love and a passion for a game and, and we're all associated with it a little differently. And and certainly I'm associated with it slightly different than you two are as far as on a junior golf perspective. But at the end of the day, like what you two guys are doing is what we hope like any kid that plays golf in our program ends up doing at some point where they're they have friends that they connect with that this becomes a part of their life and that's that's what you guys are doing you guys have spent 30 i mean if you think about it, this average podcast what 50 minutes so you've spent a day and a half recording talking over the last i mean that's all think about that i mean that's a day and a half of of it so the um you know i, I was you know earlier i was mentioning the early season buy sells. I, I wish I had written it all down to kind of see where you guys went. I mean, I found myself stopping and going back a little bit during that uh, specific time of the year because it was early in the golf season. And um, I mean, I just found that so interesting. You talked about your guests. I I thought that uh, that Autumn and Captain Jack Sparrow were were I mean so cool. And uh, I mean, Autumn was great with her perspective on. On, on what golf is doing for, for the community. And then, you know, obviously Jack winning the, uh, uh, the tournament out here and, and, um, and him, you know, able to, to walk through that. He was a great, great interview. And, and I think he's a senior this year. So, so I guess we all, I guess the, the, the podcast is rooting for IU golf one for one year because he's, we're, uh, we're definitely rooting yeah. for, he, he, he might be a junior. I, yeah. I, I'll have to look into it. He might actually have two I think more he's seasons. Actually, yeah. He, he could might be a, a red shirt. Cause junior, I think he was, a, I think he was a red shirt. So he might actually be in his junior okay. year. Yeah. Uh, so, and may have one more year of eligibility after he, that, but you're, you're correct. He might be a senior in school, but have one more year of eligibility. He was, uh, he was like Twitter famous at one point because I think it was at the Yale or, or Harvard golf team took a photo of his golf bag 
and then had tied it into like Captain Jack Sparrow and that's the next thing you know it's pretty I mean, that's, that's Cap- what I mean all, I, mean, I, I think at the, end Captain, of the day yeah Captain Jack Sparrow yeah. you know between yeah. you know what's Twitter is a wonderful thing yeah. um, it, it's it's a it's a nightmare yep. at the same time but Twitter is a great thing in that you can reach out to people that maybe you have no idea who they are mm-hmm. and you never know if they're going to respond and you know Captain Jack responding um, Autumn Autumn responding yeah. to us. Um, which is which it was fantastic, and us being able to make those connections is great. And we look forward to. I think one of our goals, and and the hard part, I, I will say, I'm I'm gonna be again, I'm being candid mm-hmm. again. I think the hard part of what we do is this: this is a hobby of ours, mm-hmm. um, and this isn't like we're gonna carve out the middle of our day to do this, yeah. and this isn't uh, we don't expect anybody else to carve out the middle of their day to do this. And we all recognize that people have day jobs and whatever else. So um, for us to schedule guests, mm-hmm. for us to carve out time for people, um, we're going to look at how we can do that a little bit better going into uh, a 2020 um, and into season two. And because we recognize that um, those are the most special episodes. The, when we get the, the total third-party voice that mm-hmm. comes in, um, when we get uh, somebody that... Uh, maybe has some recognition on a national level versus just even a local or Indiana level or something like that. Um, I think that's where we can expand on what we're doing. But at the end of the day, like kind of what you were saying and what John was even saying, like we're, we're going to take an hour out of each week. We're going to record our thoughts on golf. And if you like it or not, we don't really care. Um, but we hope you do. Yeah. And um, we hope you continue to listen. And whether we review, continue to review liquor or whatever it is, um, I'm not sure if that's going to be a continued facet, but we're going to do that in about... Hell uh, yes, it will. We're going to do that in about a couple minutes, mm-hmm. um, regardless. But do you have any final thoughts on uh, season one of, of the Fade of Golf podcast, no, John? I look forward to season two. Yeah. It's been good. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. Let's keep doing it. I, I'd love to. How about you, Josh? Any- I, I hope you guys keep going, man. This is... Well, uh, you, you may be... And I'm just going to tease this out there. You may be a permanent uh, chick addition to the our chick faded, job offer. Faded Golf Podcast because we like yeah. having this this evening this hobby the bowl, our bowling night as we like to say once a week. I need a bowling we'd, night. We love boys. we'd love for you to have a bowling night with us. So with that, um, we're going to jump into uh, tasting some bourbon, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back um, uh, when we have, uh, so our, our flavor of the day, and, and, and uh, my buddy Courtney Bishop will, uh, would always say back at the Acacia Fraternity, what's the flavor of the day? And you would always respond, chocolate, always chocolate. <laughs> and he was a black dude, cause was, which was funny, but like, he'd be like, chocolate, always chocolate. Anyway, which was, which was awesome, by the way. Um, Love. Uh, hey, shout out to Courtney Bishop. I'm, I'm, I'm going to freaking tweet this to him. I'm going to email it to him anyway. Um, but this is the uh, Elijah Craig small batch barrel proof. It is a. It is challenging to find. You don't find this uh, too much in Indiana. I had a friend that uh, travels down to Kentucky a lot, and he picked this up at a uh, probably 21st Amendment or <laughs> something down, whatever. It's a real deal. And, um yep. In, in uh, Kentucky, and, uh, you know, Elijah Craig does a pretty good job. They've got kind of, you know, their standard stuff that you can buy for, you know, 20 30 bucks or whatever. This is, um, 
anywhere, and it depends on the store you go to, but you can probably find this anywhere from seventy to one hundred and twenty dollars. But it's it's harder to find. That's the thing, and that's why, and that's why liquor stores are charging one hundred twenty bucks because it's hard to find. But you could find it probably for seventy dollars too if you were like if you were being really stingy and you were really searching for what you could. But what's interesting about bourbon to me and what's happened to bourbon. Um, for example, like Blanton's. Like Blanton's has become super popular. It's become hot. Um, up here, when a liquor store gets it, they don't necessarily mark it up. They still, you know, 60 bucks, you can kind of get it. Um, but in some places down in Kentucky or whatever, it might be $80, $90. Um, some liquor stores, even up here, might charge it for that. So um, th- there's some interesting factors in what's yeah. going on with bourbon and why, honestly... Um, John and I have become interested in the tequila market a little bit. Um, the uh, the Clasa Azul that you tasted mm-hmm. tonight as well. Um, that is kind of interesting in that some people are charging $90 for it. Some people are charging like $110 for it. It's 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 kind of becoming interesting too because yeah. it's so popular. But um, let's, let's give this a whirl. Holy shit. That is fantastic. That is smooth as hell. It's just good. That's very good. Like really. So, you think uh, that would be so good? You know, look, I know like you're more of a purist, Mark. You know, you, you can drink neat, but you like it on the ice. So yeah, well, but well, I'm well, saying would that that would taste so good in old fashioned. Well, I think anytime you add sugar to something, it's it's always gonna you know give it something else, like some flavor or whatever. A little it bit is. of bitters, so, whatever. And, and, and to me, I, I do, I like, I like something cold. Um, I don't, I'm not a neat kind of guy. So whenever we've done things throughout this season and usually when probably in the future, we usually put stuff on ice and to me, uh, chilled or water or something like that kind of breaks down that, that alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that kind of harshness to, to things. Um, I even got to the point to this summer where, um, especially in a Yeti, uh, where ice doesn't necessarily melt a ton, I was pouring beer over ice because it kept it so cold and made it like better. Mm. And so I was drinking Modelo on ice or whatever Budweiser that is on the ice. Fucking just worst thing I've fucking heard in my life. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you put you're putting beer over ice? Here's the thing: the ice basically doesn't melt in a Yeti. That's though. the worst thing I've heard. I get but, it. Like no, my my point my point being, I think I think any liquor is better cold. And I think um, if you're drinking it fast anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. It's not like I'm drinking fucking water and I'm not trying to water down my beer um, by any means. But my point is that I think when things are cold, I think they're better. And I, I agree. Um, I, I guess my, my palate says that. I like it. I like it cold. I agree. Bourbon, bourbon on the rocks is good. And I think. Well, let's, rate, are, let's rate this. There are Cut. times when. What do you um, think about you it, can Mark? Dump some, a freaking sugar cube or some simple syrup. And some cherry juice and some bitters in here, and it'd probably be good too. So, you still get a flavor of bourbon. So, what, how would anything. how would huh? You guys rate you guys rate it on a scale of would you gift it? Isn't what's your guys? We do. What, what's our scale? Right? It's, it's, it's a would Remind you gift us of it. our scale. Yep. It's a would you gift it? And it's really a yes yep. or no. It's real simple. Would I Absolutely. gift it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. To a to a, like is, an important person. This is one of the better bourbons I've ever had. Yeah, this is really good. Um, I would gift this to my father in law. You know like, what? What's what, what's good. really interesting about this one is that uh, I think you know we we've been trying to set kind of like a benchmark for things. So, like for tequila, for example, the Clas Azul. This is fantastic. The the Clas Azul sets a benchmark for um, 
like tequila and what people should try to drink mm-hmm. or something similar. And to me, we, we had kind of set the benchmark as like Blanton's. It's like, hey, this is what you should drink. And uh, or to me, like even like Woodford to a degree, I'm like, yeah, this is good. But I, I will tell you this right now. This I would gift the shit out of this. I would I would drink and, and, this and if, I would drink this over Blanton's. And in ahead, I yes. would gift this I over would, Woodford. Me. I would. I like yeah. this better than Blanton's. And while I don't want to spend $120 or even $70 maybe to find this or like go through the trouble of finding this. Um, this is this is good shit right here. It's fantastic. 100% um, thumbs up. I'll tell you what. Great way to end the first season on this. Elijah um, Craig what? small batch barrel proof. I, I, I don't even know what that, what's it's, barrel proof it's, mean. It's yeah. it, dude, I tell you what, it's kind of indescribable on how good this is. And I I, I don't know what to tell you with it. It almost tastes like an old fashioned without the shit, <laughs> without the sugar and the bitters. It really does. This is good. This I'm gonna steal really that good. from you. Yeah, you can pay me a hundred bucks. Cool. All right, that was. Or that that is definitely a way to end the season. Yeah, great. Because I didn't know what I was even getting into here. Because all I know is that he. So I'll, let me give you a little background. So so my fraternity brother who goes down to Kentucky all the time for business and stuff like that, I go, hey, can you... Because Weller is basically in, impossible to find here, and it's like a $30, $40 bottle of bourbon, and it's good for like their basic like mm-hmm. special reserve bottle or whatever, and I gave you one, John, too, and we'll review that later. But um, and I said, hey, give me some Blanton's. It's hard to find. So even down there, like Blanton's was like $80 a bottle. Like they'd marked it up. And the Weller, they were trying to charge like 50 for it down there. And then I said, well, hey, get me something cool while you're down there, too. Like, So he got me, like, three bottles of Blanton's, three bottles of Weller, because I was like, these are, like, the basics I want you to get. And I go, and then get me something that, like, is, like, unique and cool. And he comes back with this, and, like, yeah. Damo, dude, Way Damo, friggin', he brought it home. He brought it. So uh, shout out to Damo. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks um, on that one. And uh, he, he, he no shout out, no shout out to Steiner. No, no shout out to Steiner. Straight up, like no, no, no free ads for Steiner. <laughs> so um, we are. Uh, but we should start commenting on Steiner every time. Dude, we should just be like, "Sorry, Steiner, we ran out of time." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is it. That is so. Fucking perfect. Yeah. It's like the yeah. Do it, man. It's like the Matt Damon. We Sorry. Ran out of time. Sorry, Steiner. We yeah. ran out of time. <laughs> like this good stuff. Well, hey, um, on behalf of uh John and uh Coach Brian over here, uh I really appreciate everybody tuning in for season one. Um this has been a work in progress, but that we've been really excited about. And John, I know you've given your thoughts on uh where we where we can go with this. Um, do you have any other final thoughts you'd like to add on this final episode of season one? No, this isn't the end. No, it's definitely not the end. We got more to come. Amen. Um, we may, we may take, I will, I will preface this with, we may take about a, a a little bit of a hiatus, if you will, um, to try to, to come up with, you know, how do we want to, uh, attack season two? But, uh, we really appreciate everybody listening and, uh, tuning in and whatever you can do. And um, with that, thank you, John. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate y'all being here. And uh, go out there, 
Hit more greens. You will fucking score better. I can promise you that. See ya. Thanks. Stand up. Pass out. Wake up. Fade it. Fade it. Fade it. Fade it.